Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast for Yahoo Sports Canada. I'm your host, William Lou. I'm joined by Alex. What's up? What's good, man? We're exhausted. I'm, You're exhausted. Uh, right? we're, we're mentally and physically exhausted after the Toronto Raptors outlasted the Milwaukee Bucks in a must-win game three by a score of 118 to 112. Um, I mean, just before we go into any of the game action, this was just like an emotional roller coaster. Like the Raptors were up four in the last like 40 minutes, or sorry, 40 seconds of uh, regulation and up four again in the final minute of the first overtime. Both times they blew it. Both times it went the distance, and like, I mean, I mean, in the end, it was really just. I think for me, the way I saw it was, it just came down to a difference in will. Kawhi somehow found it within himself to hit another gear on a night where he played forty-two minutes and fifty-two, fifty-two minutes, yeah, and on and everyone else was just kind of exhausted. Like they the need, Bucks, they, they needed that from Kawhi. Like yeah. there was probably no other way that they were gonna win by the time they got to the second overtime. Yeah, I mean, Kyle had already fouled out, like, I mean, it felt like ages ago. Like, they played an entire half of basketball without Kyle Lowry. Um, And, you know, Norman Powell fouled out, which is big, because Norm is, like, the third best player on the Raptors right now. <laughs> Yo, Norm really just came out of nowhere after game two. No, for real, like, man. Like, suddenly now he's back in the rotation. Yeah, it was actually funny, because, like, there was entire games against Philadelphia where he wouldn't play. Like, I was actually slightly disappointed that Norm didn't start tonight. Yeah. When Nick was doing... Well, Nick did this oh, whole... yeah. So Nick said he was going to make lineup changes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he told the And he told the reporters after the game that he never said starting lineup changes. Wow. So that's Nick, once again, just outs- <laughs> okay. outsmarting all of us. What, but, but what was the He's point? He's that meme of the guy pointing at his head. What was the point of that, though? I, don't, I, didn't, I didn't see the point of that, to be honest. Because it wasn't like the Bucks were like, oh, really? Okay, well, then we'll start our better optimal starting lineup of Brogdon over Miritich. <laughs> like, if that happened, I'd be like, Nick, what are you doing? I'd rather have Miritich out there at three. <laughs> I think Nick just wanted you to know that he did this once in the British Basketball League. <laughs> Yo, with the Manchester Giants or whatever? <laughs> they will be Giants. <laughs> Yo, I, honestly, going back to Game 7, like, <laughs> in the press conference before the game, he was like, Man, I played a lot of elim- elimination games in my career. He was asked if <laughs> in he <Lester>. was nervous. <laughs> and I think it was perfectly okay for a rookie NBA head coach to admit yeah. that there's some nerves. Yeah. In fact, I think it's very relatable. And it's just honest. Yeah. But he wouldn't give that to us. No, no. He no. wouldn't give that to you us. Don't, you know how many times he was in this situation with the, the Iowa, Iowa G League team? You know? Yeah, like the this. Iowa charge. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. You haven't done your homework? For sure, that's the Canton charge. But. <laughs> we should start the game at when Kyle fouled out, though. You want to start there? Yeah, okay. So, um, I mean, look, Raptors came out first out, like Raptors came out first half, played really well. Sure. First yeah. quarter, played really well. I think, um, like, Mark established himself early on. Pascal got to the rim a couple of times. Raptors made enough threes. And defensively, I think they forced the Bucks into a bunch of turnovers. And mm-hmm. so, Raps were up eight at halftime. Bucks had hit a couple of threes, you know, most for the most part, I thought defensively, the Raptors were good in the half court. It was just occasionally they would take bad shots and the Bucks were running the other way and capitalized in transition. But they got they got something from Mark. Yep. They got something from Norm. Yep. And that was really like the difference in the mm-hmm. first half in terms of like 
two guys stepping up, right? Oh, oh yeah, and and like we can we can, we'll circle back and talk about Mark, but like it's a huge bounce back performance from Mark, and uh, I'm I'm really just personally happy for him. But same, um, third quarter, it's real tense. It's like blow for blow. Um, you know, Raptors lead for almost all of it, but then they have to go to the bench lineup. Jody Meeks, the Jody Meeks minute. Jody Meeks came in for a minute. Um, Fred Van Vliet was out there. And, and you kept saying to me in the third quarter that he won't be out there to start the fourth. I mean, I thought he was just in to buy three minutes. Yeah. But no, then, he was in there to buy 30 minutes. Oh, my God. Um, and, and well, Fred I, finished with 30 minutes. Yeah, and look, listen, Fred bounced back a little bit. but Hit in a that, three. In that, yeah, he did hit a boxed three. Out. Did he, he boxed out, right? <laughs> he boxed out. No, but man. it was down. By the end of the game, it was like, yo, just make a couple yeah, yeah. basic basketball plays. That's true. That's true. That's true. Look, Fred bounced back, but... Um, the the context leading up to that in that third quarter where like Fred made a drive, completely missed Norm wide open on the wing, fights tries to force a pass to I forget who was in the corner, it gets turned over, the Bucks go the other way, and then he takes a bad shot and doesn't go in, and and it's just like what is going on? And it's like you 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 figure Kyle's gonna come back because Kyle was dealing with a bit of foul trouble. Like he Kyle had four. had four fouls heading into the fourth. Yeah, and he should have came back. He I, mean, he I thought he should have started. I thought he was gonna start the uh, the fourth quarter. Yeah. Um. He didn't. He came in with like two minutes in, and he took out, uh, I believe, Pascal. So he was it was in with a two point guard lineup. I don't know how the Bucks didn't just steamroll the Raptors. They were missing some open shots. They missed they, a lot of open shots. They, that was the time. I mean, like the Bucks overall, I think Raptors defensively did a really good job smothering their three point shooters, just so that they have in games one and two. But um, they had that stretch right there. That was painful to watch them get so many open threes, and it was just sheer fortune the Raptors survived it and then Kyle picks up a foul so then he comes out for another two minutes just to like because he's on five yep and then as soon as he comes back in he gets tangled up with Giannis under the rim and that's it and yeah Giannis Norm tried to claim that it was his foul but no it was, it, was, it was Kyle it was actually funny because Kyle was trying to push Norm to be like yo Norm accept the foul but Norm yeah. was like bro I'm on five too <laughs> <laughs> Norm was like yo I'm more important than you at this point Norm now. Norm was ready to Norm was ready for his podium yo, he was ready for his podium Yo, I want to ask you because yo, yeah. you're the smarter person. I'm the stunt I, double. I don't know about that. What can they do about this like end of third quarter, start of fourth quarter thing? Because it's a thing. Like it just keeps happening, right? Is there anything they can do or is this just it because they don't have enough cards in the deck? Like they're shuffling seven, eight guys every night. I think, I mean, well, okay, first off, I think one of the solutions would be just to like make a little quicker subs like and just get guys in for three possessions. Right, um, like you see the Bucks do it. The Sixers definitely did it, right? But even the Bucks do it. Like they'll just bring in Chris Middleton randomly for like, you know, just two possessions, right? And I think you know for the Raptors they could do some of that. But having said that, it's a little bit harder when like you know they pretty much play Pascal for the entire first and the entire third, and they do the same with Kawhi, and they need these guys to get rest. And then outside of those two, I don't know who you can consistently generate offense out of. Like, I would probably try to sneak in, like, Mark for just, like, one or two possessions and, and help have him sort of be on the floor to help facilitate. But, like, I don't know. It's a consequence of the way the Raptors play. Like, they kind of have, like, pretty set subs, to be honest. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, you're seeing the Bucks try to capitalize. You're seeing the Sixers capitalize on it, and it's just... It's just really frightening. Yeah. Even when and it's then only, it makes it worse when Jody's on the floor. <laughs> you're just when, like, when yo, Jody what's going on? on the floor, I think, I don't know if it was you or someone mentioned that he should just dribble the ball out for a 24-second shot clock violation. Like, that might be the most positive, net positive play. No, for real. Like, sometimes I'd actually prefer for Fred to dribble out the shot clock just because then it's a dead ball. And there is no, like, opportunity to run out. Your expectation for Fred at the start of the fourth quarter was just don't turn the ball over. 
literally i was just, a f- just get a shot find a shot for the offense <sighs> yeah i mean he didn't meet that bar for you for a couple no. possessions no and he was bad and that's the thing when Kyle Lowry fouled out and there was like six minutes left in the game mm-hmm. and you're like oh word the rest of this ride is going to be with fred and you're like uh, I, I honestly don't know how i mean obviously Kawhi, but i don't know how the raptors won that one they led for 44 no minutes i think in regulation but it still feels like they stole that one yeah they stole this one. It, it felt like it. I mean, like, it, you know, um, ultimately, the Raptors made enough plays down the stretch. I think, look, this is one thing that I didn't get to in 10 things because there's so many interesting, uh, you know, just tidbits from this game. But I think what we did see a little bit was that in crunch time, I'm not sure because of the way the Bucks are built that I don't think they have a reliable source of offense, right? Like, the Raptors can go to Kawhi, and even though it's a rudimentary play, it doesn't look great when he misses – Whatever he's gonna get you a good shot because he can shoot, he can create his own shot. Whereas with Giannis, like I just don't think it's the same. You can't always run that same like you know Giannis drives into four guys and then you know kicks it out for a three or whatever. Like it just it doesn't work as well. And so you're seeing the Bucks like their crunch time offense. Like it's weird. Like Brogdon would get a turn going ISO, mm-hmm. and then like Bledsoe would try to randomly do something. Chris Middleton took like a ridiculous three that almost gave the Raptors the game. And, and Pascal missed two free throws that would have made him like Nick Anderson, basically. Yeah, Middleton was going for it all with that shot. I don't even know what he was doing. Well, he was there. trying to put them up 3-0. He was so contested, man. I know, look, but that's a three. That That's like... Yeah. Yeah, that's a heat check. I mean, he ended up tying the game anyway. He forced. Yeah. He, he sent it overtime. But I but, mean, I, I know that was a low percentage play by him, but I only kind of understand because they played such a tight game here. Down yeah. the stretch, had a chance to take it. Like That, that would have been a series. If he makes that shot, that series, right? Yeah, that's, that's true. That's a series clinching shot right there. Yeah. Still shouldn't have taken it, but... Yeah. And then Pascal misses two free throws. So, that basically, the Raptors up two. Yeah. Um, I think Kawhi, whoever, had missed a jumper. Yeah. Um, the Bucks go the other way. And then, for some reason, Middleton decides to pull up over two guys in transition like he's Kevin Durant. <laughs> and, like, he thought he was pulling up on LeBron, like, Game 3, 2017. And it just did not work out. Pascal gets the rebound. He gets fouled. He bricks two free throws, bricks which... Two. Let me get your stance on this. So, Herbie... Oh, man. Um... He likes to shush the crowd. So he shushed them after the first miss, right? Is that what no, he did? No, he shushed them before both free throws. Okay. And to me personally, I, I'm not sure what the – maybe the athlete specifically asked Herbie, hey, listen, we want the crowd to be dead silent mm-hmm. and, and for us to shoot the free throw. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, then Herbie, my bad, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, keep saying, uh, <laughs> Yo, he's, he just adds like <laughs> – Yeah, it's an accent fetish. <laughs> Yo, it's for real. Like, what is going on, man? Anyway, Yo, you don't want Giannis as a Raptor. <laughs> no, it's gonna be trouble. Um, so you have a problem with the hushing thing? I don't. I just think for me, like you just want the fans to be able to just do whatever you want. Like, yeah, be natural. Be natural. Be natural. Yeah, right? like cheer. Like if it's MVP chance or whatever. Like I think that only helps you, right? That keeps you in the moment. Whereas like the whole crowd goes quiet, and all of a sudden a couple Bucks fans start yelling right before your shit. Like ah. You know what I mean? Like, that would throw me off way more than if the crowd was just, like, a regular... Well, my problem... You know, you know one problem I have is, like... So what's the point of cheering throughout yeah. the game? No, like, I, hear the- <laughs> I hear you. I hear And, like, do you think fans actually like being told what no, to do and being it, prompted? It's awkward. And and the one thing I have a problem with is, is in crunch time when the Bucks are on offense mm-hmm. and, and the fans are chanting defense. Yeah. Sometimes Herbie will, like, chime in yeah. with his own defensive chant. Oh, man. Which I feel like should not be allowed. Because they don't do that at any other arena. I know these guys are locked in. They're like world-class athletes. Uh-huh. But how is the PA guy suddenly chanting defense with like eight seconds left on the clock? It feels unfair to me. Uh, it, like it's, it's weird. No, it's it's even funnier when um, 
Raptors get a rebound, and Herbie goes, "Well done, Raptors!" And I'm like, "What?" Yo. But uh, yeah, the game off thing has been has been a running issue for for years. You know, among what? media members. So at least uh, at least it didn't do the Freddie Mercury thing today. Yeah, they skipped the Freddie Mercury. Yeah, they skipped that. They and- didn't have a top ten TV mom segment on the jumbotron right after the Raptors had a nice run in the third quarter, oh, which is what happened. Which is what happened in Game Seven. Yeah. Um, so. We'll give him those, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, But anyway, so whatever. He's going to get the Patrick Patterson Award tonight. Yo, <laughs> Yo we're giving it to him. Herbie. Yeah. Spoilers. It's going to be Herbie. Um, I mean, I mean. so Pascal misses those two free throws. Middleton and comes back. He, like, drives baseline. Gets a putback on, on his own Green. miss, right? Yeah, yeah. And, like, whatever. It's a great play. But the um, Raptors still have time. Still have 2.5. Two, two, two point two. Two. 2.2 left. Yeah, yeah. And what was it? Pascal from 35 okay. feet. So here's the thing. So I they try, obviously the first option was to go to Kawhi, and Bucks I, called a timeout. I think. So yeah, Raptors called timeout to line up. Yeah, they got to look at it. Bucks called Bucks timeout. Call timeout. And the thing is, like the Raptors came out lined up the same way, like four guys right across from like you know across the free throw line basically, and um, the options were for Kawhi to get it into the post, um, you know, Gasol being the trigger man, and and the other option was Pascal fading out to the three point line. And obviously, the first option is you have to Kawhi. He gets in the post. You know, he could take a turnaround jumper, which for 2.2 seconds is not a bad play. But uh, I think, honestly, like, Gasol kind of just, like, rushed it a little bit. And he was like, oh, Pascal's open. Let's just hit Pascal. And so Pascal ends up taking a contested three over Brook Lopez. No chance of going in. Goes to overtime. First overtime period. I'm actually, you know what? It's funny. I don't even remember any. <laughs> okay. Time. What it's- I remember, you might remember the sequence if I bring it up. I think Danny okay. hit a three. Yeah, Danny but then George Hill, George Hill got a three right back on a real yeah. on a possession that was it was it Giannis missed two free throws. I don't I can't remember if that was first or second overtime. There was a sequence where Giannis missed yeah. both free throws, and then he kicked it to George and he Hill. He kicked in the it corner. to George Hill in the corner. Yeah, which I believe was the first overtime because Giannis fouled Maybe. out pretty early in the second overtime. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So that sequence is what I remember. Yeah, because I basically remember the Raptors having a lead, and. The Bucks just kept coming. George Hill was so good in this game. George Hill was good. He made clutch free throws too. LeBron must be seething. <laughs> he had Yo. those two free throws. J.R. Smith must be seething, man. Yeah. That's, that, 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 that was the. Yo, that was, Jared Smith was not that the playing. last time he played? He played. Did he play a game this year, J.R. No. Smith? No, yeah. he's just basically like remember. Um, J.R. Smith should get an NBA award at the award ceremony. Remember the remember this is deep cuts for hardcore NBA fans. Remember when Wally Zerbiak had that like expiring contract and everyone wanted to trade it? There was another one with like Troy Murphy was the same way. Yeah, he had, like they a just weird didn't funky play. Tra- yeah, they just didn't play. But that was like, yeah. oh, he's an asset. You know, Danny Danny Ainge is an asset and Troy Murphy. Honestly, surprised J.R. didn't end up on a contender. Yeah, like I'm why sure. wasn't there like a buyout situation? Well, I mean, I think it's one of those things where like next year. Um, this offseason, for example, he's going to be traded because his contract can be waived or whatever, and it's yeah. like you can save like nineteen million. Anyway, yeah, this it, is a wild tangent. Hey, I can't believe he's getting paid nineteen million. Thanks, thanks to LeBron. But so, um, so the Raptors had the lead for for a bit in the first overtime. Yeah. I think they were up four at one point, right? They were up four, and then what? How did how did the Bucks tie it again? Uh, <laughs> it's all blurry. It's honestly, it's, it's all, all blurry. blurry. But let's just skip that. Let's skip that. It's but not but important. but the thing is, the end of the first overtime, the Raptors again had a look to win it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Kawhi missed. Well, yeah, this time they got the ball to Kawhi. Uh, I think the first option was to get him into the post. Um, Brogdon did a really good job of denying him in the post, so he had to come up top to get the ball. And then from that point, he's dribbling on the defense, which isn't his best trait. And for some reason, he decided to go left instead of right. Like, you mean, remember the, the, the bounce, for example? He's driving all the way right into the corner, right? He didn't have enough time to go on in the corner, but, like, he didn't even try to go right at all. He just kind of went left and then pulled up for – I think for three, and it was just it wasn't a good shot, and like 
Or maybe I'm mixing it up with regulation. Regardless, it just no, wasn't. End a, of regulation was Pascal. Yeah. And end of first overtime was was Kawhi. Anyway, yeah, he missed he missed the shot, so it's like, all right, cool. So and at this point, I'm starting to notice. I notice this at the end of regulation too. Fans are leaving the arena, which is I quite honestly like. I mean, I get people have kids and stuff, but that's like, it's what are you doing? Like, you're you're paying like that's just not thousands of dollars. That's just not real fandom to me. I don't even care how much yeah. money. You're no, paying. listen, if you got a kid, they got to go to school. First off, no, it's a long weekend. Let the that, people from Jurassic <laughs> Park come in. Let's swap one for one. Yeah, no, for real. That that's like, what we should do. Because it was like this game started early, too. It yeah. wasn't even like a 7.30 start or 8, 30, yeah. 8 o'clock start, which is usual in the playoffs. It's a conference finals game. Yeah. The and Raptors might... Well, I don't want to say the Raptors might never make it back here again, but well, you got to cherish these moments. For real. And they, they really missed out because second overtime... Second, second, second overtime. overtime was a blur. But second overtime, I remember because Kawhi ended up like... It just looked like first off... So Giannis fouls out really early. Yeah, Pascal drives on Giannis. Giannis tries to cut him off. Yeah. And I thought... I mean... In in a game of this intensity, I thought they would usually let the superstars get away with something like that. It wasn't like he blatantly fouled Pascal. He just, like, Pascal drove, and Giannis tried to cut him off. There was contact, but, like, they could have called it a no call. Like, I wouldn't have been surprised if Giannis got that call as a charge. So he fouls out, and it's like, oh, shit, now what did the Bucks do? Bucks right? took the lead right after, though. They did. They went up two. And I was, like, the first time they led since, like, they were up 2 nothing in the <laughs> game. Like, it was so frustrating. But, um, but I mean... That's when Kawhi found another gear. And, like, we should contextualize this by saying that, like, early in the game, Kawhi went up for a transition play where it looked like he was going to dunk the ball, but then he only laid it in. And when he came back, it looked like he was favoring his leg a little bit. Driving his leg or his hamstring. Yeah. And, like, you know, he was, like, not hobbling around, I would say, but, like, he was just – it was a slight limp. It was a slight limp. And the thing with Kawhi is that, like, you know, he's – he does look kind of labored most of the time, mm. right? And we know the history there with the injury. But, like, on that play in particular, it was like, oh, my God, is he okay? Now, granted, he's staying in the game and he played, like, 52 minutes and stuff. But the context there was, like, Kawhi was exhausted. He was missing a lot of his jumpers. He had multiple chances to put this game away. It didn't happen. And double overtime, somehow he finds it within himself to get to this other gear where, I mean, the first play, I forget who forced a turnover, but, like, he – um he 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 goes in transition and it was Pascal was right there. Nikola Mirotic was guarding the two left-handed on one. dunk, right? And I don't know how Kawhi did it, but like he took off from beyond the dotted circle and dunked it. He was and just it, in the air. Like he was just in the air for the whole time, and it was just like he was like what? gliding in midair. It was it was left-handed. Yeah, it was just a, a insane play. And then a couple possessions later, um, I forget who it was, but uh, you know. The Bucks were trying to attack this little like pick and roll kind of thing with like um, Brogdon. I think Brogdon and Brook maybe. Was it was it, Brogdon was it and Bledsoe. Bledsoe. Yeah, yeah, and like Kawhi helped and trapped Bledsoe, and then the ball like he like, Bledsoe kind of like tried to like throw it behind the back and like hit it to Brogdon. It was a pretty good pass too, but Kawhi somehow shifts across. Breaks pokes the ball free, and then it was still a loose ball at that point. And I, Brogdon had the head start to yeah, get the ball. The ball he, was right there. He was for closer Brogdon. to him, and yeah. then somehow Kawhi gets a hand on it, pushes the ball ahead, perfectly in stride for a transition, and then he goes Sprints the other way. Pass, yeah. And he dunks it, and it's like... That's the signature moment for me of this game, for sure. Yeah. Seriously, like everyone else was tired, everyone else was making yeah. mistakes, and you know, I, we should say that, by the way, the Raptors' defense in, in both the fourth quarter and overtime and second overtime was spectacular. The Bucks really couldn't get a lot of good looks. Um... And so when Kawhi got those little runouts, like that was just just massive. Yeah, yeah. I was telling you too. Like, 
I know those plays that Kawhi made was incredible. I can't believe. But I think I'm like so des- desensitized and like I know Kawhi is this good uh-huh. that I just when people are amazed by it, I'm like, yo, this is what he does. Like well, this is what he does. Part of the thing is Kawhi doesn't lean into the moment like the way like almost any other superstar Listen, would. Kawhi like, hit the biggest, hit the first game seven buzzer beater in NBA history, and two days later would not even indulge reporters in three questions about it. <laughs> That says everything about Kawhi leaning into a moment. Well, what's what's your what's your thoughts on when when reporters, well, unnamed reporters, will ask Kawhi like, um, "Hey, so some people are calling this a Canadian Heritage moment. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? You know, like what 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 went through your mind when when that was asked I, uh, to started, Kawhi's face? I started envisioning him in a Clippers uniform. Oh, yeah. come on, <laughs> come on, man." <laughs> Come on. I'm never invited Yo, back on this. Kawhi, never, come on. If you go to the Clippers, you'll never get Canadian Heritage Moment memes. Listen, the dumbest, that only applies to Canada's team. The dumbest questions Kawhi was asked this year were all in LA. Yo, what was like the Christmas, Christmas one? And I think there was another one, which I can't remember right now. But I still believe those were Maasai plants. <laughs> Maasai planted reporters in LA. Maasai slipped Josh Bloomberg like $150. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yo, listen. Just ask him the most asinine question right now. Yeah, I think that's what happened. But like... I think you're right though. Like he doesn't, he doesn't have those like signature celebrations no, like he, LeBron has, right? No, he has like the Tiger Woods fist pump. That's about it. Yeah. Not even Tiger Woods, man. The one where he hit against Portland, where the ball also bounced on the right baseline, was kind of very similar to yeah, the same yeah, shot. Yeah, Although it was yeah. Damian Lillard contesting instead of Joel Embiid, and it was just a regular season game in March versus yeah. you know Game Seven. But uh, he had the little like uh, he held yeah. the fist in midair and he pumped it, but. The, the one play that I wanted to go to in the fourth quarter, in the double overtime with Kawhi was, so I think the Raptors only up to, and then he's driving against Brogdon. Up to this one, Brogdon had done a pretty good job defensively against him. Like, I thought better than Middleton. Because they had to take Middleton off because he had five. He right? had five fouls, yeah. yeah. Um, and it was it was like a, it wasn't like a great play. Like, you know, there were some double teams, but then Kawhi sort of angled towards the baseline. And the double team subsided. And, like, he just had Brogdon right there. And he just literally, like, just Pushed shoved him. him. Like, he put Side. him in a locker. It was like he bullied the man. And then he got him for a layup. I think that put the Raptors up four. And I don't think the Bucks really ever threatened after that point. But That, honestly, reminds incredible. me so much of... You remember, like, when... I think LeBron ditched the headband during the finals yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, against the Spurs. And he just, like, put his head down and drove to the basket, like, the entire fourth quarter. Yeah. Like, that's what Kawhi can do. Yeah. That's – and I, and, I, and again, I, I can't stress to you how difficult this would be just in terms of energy and things like this to do so in the second overtime period when you play 52 minutes. You man. haven't even talked about – and we should talk about the defense on Giannis, right? It wasn't yeah. just Kawhi, but – but I mean, again, like the, you know, Nick Nurse, uh, you know, he pulled that little stunt. You know, he was like, "Oh, I'm gonna change my starting lineup." He's like, "Nah, I like my starting lineup. It's great." And I honestly, I, I credit him for keeping with it because, like, at, at the end of the day, what you didn't, what you, you didn't really need Serge and Norm to play in a different context so much as you needed your guys to play better and up to potential. Like Mark, for example, Mark was trash in all of Game Two. Yeah. He took up responsibility. And really, it was his fault. I mean, he started off so poorly. And then this game, he comes out much stronger. And Pride kicks in, he plays a lot better. Anyway, but um, the fact that Nick switched the assignment so that Siakam started off, um, I guess, who was he on? I guess he was on... Middleton? Was he on Middleton? Maybe he was on Middleton. Oh, sorry, he was on Bledsoe. Bledsoe. Which I thought was clever because, um, you know, uh, as Harrison Sanford pointed out, like, you know, we were talking after the game and stuff, and Harrison was like, you put... Siakam on Bledsoe's, and so he starts off 
farther away from the basket. And so he there's more opportunity off a miss for him to run. Now it didn't necessarily translate, but that was that was clever. Um and we've seen Siakam guard point guards throughout sort of the playoffs both this year and last year. But like putting Kawhi on Giannis, A, like the energy it takes to guard Giannis, and B like it just it made the Bucks think twice. Again, it's not like Kawhi was shining down Giannis one on one. That's mm-hmm. literally impossible for just about any player in the NBA. Um but the fact that, you know, Again, like it, you've, you've seen this, we've seen a lot of Raptors games this year. When Kawhi guards somebody, that player just starts thinking twice. Like, ah, yep. do I really want to do this? You know what I mean? Kawhi just erases a player. He does. And like you look at it today, like Giannis' stat line. So Giannis' stat line, he had twenty three rebounds. But the the one thing that jumps out to me twenty were defensive, whatever. Yeah, the the thing that jumps out to me is twelve points and eight turnovers. Yeah, eight turnovers, and he fouled out. And towards the end, he was gassed. Like, yeah. he couldn't really generate offense in the same way. Yeah. Uh, Giannis, Chris Middleton, and Bledsoe combined shot 11 for 48. So that's incredible stuff, man. And, and I, I think, like... Again, and I know I know people will be like, you know, the Bucks missed their shots or whatever. But at some point, you do have to credit the yeah. Raptors' defense yeah, I mean, for forcing all, these. For all th- first three games, uh, Bucks haven't shot better than 33% from deep. Yeah, tonight they were 14 for 44 from yeah. three, 31%, 37% overall from the field. Yeah. And I think aside from, like, you know, the Game 6 blowout loss against Philly mm-hmm. and the Game 2 against Milwaukee, like, the Raptors' defense has been reliable yep, in the definitely. playoffs. Definitely. And it, it, that's what keeps them in the game. This is the thing, I, I didn't think the Raptors could win a game like this against Milwaukee just on the basis that I thought Milwaukee would hit enough shots to win, but... With the way the Raptors are defending, it is really a very confident approach because most teams are like, yo, we'll take away the rim or, or the three-point line. We're like, we'll give Giannis one-on-one coverage or we'll sort of sag off and sort of let him shoot threes or whatever. Raptors are really coming into this like, no, we're not letting them have either. And sometimes it'll fail, and it'll fail spectacularly eventually. Like, I, don't, I honestly think Milwaukee's due for like a 120-point game soon. I guess they just had one, maybe another one. But, um, you know, when it fails, it'll, it'll backfire really, really bad. But, like... I think the Raptors have been really ambitious. They haven't really sold themselves short. Nick Nurse hasn't. He knows the defensive personnel on this team, and like they've they've just executed like crazy. And, and Kawhi today, obviously guarding Giannis. I mean, I, I think two things. One, Giannis didn't shoot a lot of free throws. Right, he shot what seven in a game where he played uh, forty four minutes, forty five minutes. Yeah, and I don't think he had any free throws in the first half. No, maybe through three quarters. Even I want to say. Yeah, which is similar to game one. Actually, he didn't he didn't shoot any free throws in, in the first half of game one, but. Giannis also, he's been doing a lot of damage on the offensive glass. And a lot of that is just he drives, he sucks in the defense, and even if he misses, he's in prime rebounding position. And I just don't think he did that to Kawhi at all today. And Giannis only had three offensive rebounds, which I can live with that. Like, yeah. just how big he is, how much he's playing, how active he is, how close he is to rim, he's going to get three offensive rebounds. Like, Kawhi as a rebounding force is, is also big in this case, just because, you know, Pascal, there's one weakness he has. Like, the man doesn't rebound. Like it's just annoying. Like he he went through all game two without a single defensive rebound as a power forward, and and you put Kawhi in it, and it's just I mean, Kawhi did everything, man. I mean, Kawhi seriously, did everything. I appreciate Kawhi. I think the only thing that scares me about Giannis is when he gets in transition. Yeah, I think if it's a half court thing, like you said, like the game plan is there. Mm-hmm. The yeah. Bucks are still going to find their shots. I think if they move the ball, yeah, and yeah. find the right guys. But like the Bucks, the Bucks are really good, man. They are <laughs> like they're really really good. Yeah. And again, like I, I mean, the Bucks just offensively, they're they are a juggernaut. And so for the Raptors to hold them to thirty seven percent shooting overall from the field is, quite frankly, it's, it's incredible. It's and, a, it's incredible. And you said like you know at some point the Bucks are gonna have a game where they're gonna be like 
20 of 42 from three or something, yeah. right? Yeah. But the Raptors didn't shoot well tonight either. No. I mean, good enough. I mean, 17 for 45 from three is pretty good for the Raptors. For the Raptors, is, is, that, is pretty that, decent. That's 38%. Really good. We'll, but I mean, we'll like, done, like, Danny was one for nine from the field, one for six from three, <laughs> oh right? Oh, my God, Danny. And Fred, we've talked about Fred. He was one for 11, one for eight from yeah. three. Like, they need, for me, they need two, like, unlikely heroes every, every game. game. So, who, so who, tonight, I would say that was, I mean, I guess I would put Mark yeah, as an unlikely just because he yeah. needed to rebound from game two. 100%. I mean, that's part of the reason they lost, right? That was a big reason they lost. The Raptors they, are they, so thin in that. Dog, he started out the game getting, <laughs> like, like Giannis dunks all over him. He didn't get the rebound or whatever. And Once then, he like, made that weird pass to Kawhi that was, like, off the backboard or something. Like, that was it. Man, the Raptors are so thin. So many times, the Raptors know. are so thin in that they really need to yeah. like win that starting shift. Yeah, yeah with the starters, 100%. and that's the one reason why too. Like, I think I would have liked to see. I would have minded a starting lineup change, mm-hmm. but also I think Nick knows that if you only have eight guys to shuffle around with, yeah, that if you break up that starting five, that's kind of brought you here, yeah, and that's showing the results on the defensive end, mm-hmm. yeah. If you break that up, you just create new problems. Yeah, of course. And again, it's not like it's any guarantee that Surge comes in and all of a sudden that's a magic, like silver bullet solution. Like, no, you just need these guys to play better. And I think to the point with Mark, I mean, obviously the second hero is Norm, and we'll talk about Norm. But like, yeah. I'm just, I'm personally, I'm really happy for Mark because I think as a guy who's so accomplished, like at some point after you have a trash game like that, pride has to kick in. Yeah, and, and he's think, too smart, too smart of a player, man. Like, honestly, yeah. it's not even about the shots that he made tonight. For me, it was like, okay, man, like Mark's not the most agile guy out there. No. So if you're going to get beat by these physical, like these athletes mm-hmm. on Milwaukee, whatever, man, like that's Mark, right? Yeah. Or if you go 0 for 8 from 3, like shots sometimes just don't fall. Yeah. But, but it was just playing with confidence and yeah, playing yeah. smart. Yeah. And he was smart. And I think this was actually his best game of the playoffs so far. Like, um, I just think the way he started out of the game, like him hitting two threes and then him hitting like even off a uh, an inbound pass on the baseline, Mark just caught it from the elbow area, like and immediately shot the ball. Yeah, and he switched it, and I was like, he established himself as a, as a scoring threat. And all night the Bucks were closing out hard on him. Like Brooke Lopez would leave his feet when he pump fake, or like Nikola Meritage would leave his feet. Changes everything. Ilya Silva, and then all of a sudden, then you have Mark getting into the middle of the paint yep. and creating. Now one time. He got into the middle of the paint, had a lay, had a layup or dunk, and he threw like behind him, and he whipped it in for like a, like a half court violation, or maybe the Bucks yeah. caught it in and, went and scored the other way. And I was like, "What the hell are you doing?" But then, like, I thought even then he rectified that mistake in the in double overtime when he slipped to the rim uh, and just like went up strong, and then took a huge hit from Nikola Meritic, and he stepped to the line for two free throws, like. You know what I mean? Like his aggression tonight. Like the fact that he can actually keep the defense on his toes and not just be a passive force and either turning down shots or missing shots or whatever. It was massive because like he also is a really good playmaker. Tonight he led the Raptors with seven assists yeah. and like early on the game. Like uh, part of the reason why Siakam and stuff were able to get to the rim was because Mark was actually establishing himself, mm-hmm. beating his man, getting into the paint, forcing a tr- like a rotation, mm-hmm. and he was slipping over to like. Like, yeah, there was one gorgeous bounce pass because he he posted up Ursan Ilyasova hard, got all the way to the rim, and he and he fed Pascal. And that that's the shit we need to see more of. Not in just this series, yeah. but like just you know, for as long as Marcus Alls on the Raptors, he needs to assert himself as a scorer. That's why I don't get why sometimes he goes into these funks where he hesitates to shoot because he's too smart. He yeah. must know that by shooting the ball, it opens up the playmaking for him. Yeah, which is really what he wants to do. Yeah, exactly. 
and even today, I mean, he had he had more assists than field goals. Yeah, uh, yeah. We got to shout out Pascal too. Pascal had a tough yeah, game big, big in game back. in game two, and like I was telling you too during the game, like he's been up and down throughout the playoffs at times. But yeah, I've yeah. been really impressed by him. Just like bouncing oh, yeah. back from game to game, and even tonight missing those two free throws, and then coming mm-hmm. back, I was really happy that he got that moment at yeah. the end of the second overtime to to ice it with those two free throws. Yeah, like I feel like we're watching him like just grow. Yeah, for sure. Like here and there, like you know, getting the experience, and that's why I really want Kawhi to come back next year because I want to see what that team is like. Oh yeah, yeah. with Kawhi and Pascal. I, I miss it, man. It's been since game one of. Uh... <laughs> The Sixer series when we've been putting out the uh, the Michael Jordan Scottie Pippen memes for, the, oh, yeah, for these, we haven't done for, that for these two. Bit. It's been a while. Both of them both of them have great games individually, but not together. We were approaching like Judd Bushler. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. Come on, man. No, I mean, I mean, the thing is, like, the weird thing is, you're starting to see limitations in Pascal's game. Yep. And again, like, he still gets shy sometimes too. He still gets shy sometimes. And like, you know what though. And there was honestly a stretch in the game in the second half, um, you know, before the overtime periods where I thought Pascal was turning down some opportunities and stuff. But, like, quite honestly, like, yeah, obviously there are limitations in this game. This is the first time he's a starter, and he's in the Eastern Conference Finals against Embiid on the, along the way, right? Against even Isaac was a really good yeah. defender against him, right? And, and, then, he, like, and he's a number two option. And yeah. at times when Kawhi's not on the court, he's being counted on to be the go-to yeah. score. And he's, like, facing double teams. Yeah. It's the Bucks are a really good defensive mm-hmm. club. They're putting Giannis on him yeah. with Brook Lopez helping at the rim. Like that's respect. That's a lot of respect. And that's like, respect. yeah, it, it may it takes some time to figure it out. Yeah. He might not figure it out within the context of the series. Mm-hmm. But I thought today he played his role really well. He got to the rim, and really, like he, I mean, him fouling out Giannis is a sign of the, him being a, a, aggressive and attacking Giannis. And quite honestly, I know it's not the most high percentage play for him to attack Giannis, but you have to make Giannis work. You have to slow down, take a just like a just a bite out of um, Giannis and just basically just make him work, exhaust him a little bit, maybe put him in foul trouble because there will be contact and stuff. And, like, you have to go from there. Like, Pascal needs to obviously do a lot better than what he did in games one and two. But, like, you've seen it today. I thought his effort overall – I mean, he also had that great block against Brook Lopez Mm -hmm. in double overtime as well. For him to have the energy to do that is just – very impressed by Pascal. And, again, like, it's just the same way with Mark. Like, I'm I'm thrilled that Pascal, you know – had that performance. Yeah. Norm? Yo, they got to put that mural up at Osmo. <laughs> no, for real. They got to take... <laughs> well, take leave Fred. Fred leave Fred. Leave Fred. <laughs> <laughs> I like Fred. Yeah, Fred's playing basketball like he's eating Osmos for sure. So we need, we need, the, we need the Norm Powell yeah. mural at Osmos and a Will Lou mural at, at the Yahoo <laughs> office. We're going to get Keyshawn on that. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Keyshawn no, got but Norm, Photoshop skills. Okay, listen. Norm, before game two... Yeah, before he had that third quarter stretch. Yeah, like he was like barely in the rotation. Dude, there were games <laughs> like, where he played like four minutes, yeah. three minutes. Yeah, I think he played a combined like thirty three minutes in his last five playoff games before that. Yeah, and tonight he plays you know twenty nine minutes and thirty seven yeah. seconds. Would have played thirty plus easily if he didn't foul out. And Barked like, at the Bucks bench after hitting a three in the second quarter. I, pounded his chest. Yeah, I just I like how decisive Norm is at attacking because the Bucks. They are rotating. They are closing out hard, and like they're rushing guys and they're forcing guys to dribble. You're seeing with Danny. Danny can't put it on the floor and make a play. No. It's just it's not his game at all, and he can't do it right. But Norm can actually do it. He can actually attack yeah. baseline, and he's and transition too. He's got transition. Yeah, yep. and he, if he's if he's making those shots, and yeah. he's good on D. That's the thing, man. That's why I keep saying like they need two guys every game to yep. step up because. The Raptors are so inconsistent. They have so oh, yeah. many inconsistent guys, like from game to game. 
Mark, you can put Kyle in there scoring wise. Kyle does everything else every yeah, game, yeah. but scoring wise, Kyle. I mean, Danny. It's, nah. been, a, it's been a tough playoffs. Oh, man, there's been. A he tough played playoffs. good defense tonight, though. Yeah, sure. Um, Norm, Fred, obviously, Serge. Like, it's just such <laughs> Yo, a. That's the whole team. It's dog. a group, but that. But that's everybody, saying, everybody. Even Kawhi. you can even throw Pascal in there. Yeah, Pascal. You can even throw Pascal in there, and that's the tough thing, right? Like, you just have to hope that, like, out of those six guys, mm-hmm. two of them need to have an above average game. Yeah, every game, yeah. you need a certain number of points to beat the Bucks, mm-hmm. and it's not ninety. It's not a hundred. Yeah, yeah, like I think you got to get to like one ten. They even got they lucky probably, today. Yeah. Their offense are like I don't think their offense produced necessarily at a rate they necessarily needed them to, but like it's really today it was their defense that won the game. Defense yeah. and, and Kawhi making a couple of huge plays. And, and, and the defense will make a difference. But at some point the Bucks They'll get hot and then they'll all of a get you're screwed. Also, you only got two losses left. You know what I mean? Like two losses left. I think the Raps legit need to get to 110 points like every game. Yeah. And we saw in the regular season too. The only time the Raptors beat the Bucks, they they got to like 121 points. Or and the, the other, starting lineup yeah. scored like 117 by themselves. Or the other way, you just got to win ugly like this. And, like like and close this games unlikely. in the fourth. This is unlikely. Yeah, like close game in the fourth. Like you said, if there's one edge the Raptors might have is that late game offense, right? Yeah. Versus the well, Bucks, but that's a tight rope. That's a tight rope. That is a real tight rope. That's a that's, that's a, tight a real rope. tight rope. But we're trying to find we're trying to find a way to four wins right now. Yeah. Trying to find a way to four wins. And you know what? The one thing maybe you can take out of this is that the Raptors didn't really play their, like, A game. Like, maybe yeah. there's an A game at home coming on Tuesday. I don't know. Sure, maybe. That'd be nice. Yeah. But listen, the one thing, all we wanted today was to walk out of the arena not down 3-0. Oh, yeah, for That's sure. It. That's season, it. We can break this down. Over, we can break this down 100 ways. Season would have been over. It's 2-1 right now. Yeah. Let's let's just see what happens. Um. All right. Let's do three stars. First star, Kawhi Leonard. Enough said. Uh, 36 points. 11 of 25 shooting, 52 minutes, uh, hit 2 of 4 from 3, 12 of 13 from the free throw line, 9 uh, rebounds, 5 assists, 2 steals, a block, plus 10 in 52 minutes. The man played 52 minutes. This man, like, you're telling me the clip, he's going to play 52 minutes for the Clippers? He, I mean, come on, man. He, he's, what, in a first-round loss? Yo, relax. Um, yo, come on, give, give Kwa some respect. He's not losing the first-round team. But, um... Like, it's just, again, it's incredible that the first impression we get is, like, a tweet saying, oh, Kawhi has no uh, desire whatsoever to play in Toronto. Someone he gets traded on July 18th. And now, a couple months, nine months later, you have Kawhi playing 52 minutes and single-handedly saving pushing the, the season. Top. Saving again, the season. Saving the season. Again. Dude, saving the, the season. The last time he was on Scotiabank in this arena, he hit that bounce jumper. And then like this, he does this. I mean, Yo, like, they got to strip the Raptors logo man. at center court. For game four, I want to see Kawhi's face at yeah, center yeah. court. That Kawhi and Dine thing? Just yeah. put it on the, the... That's it. Yeah. Second star. Who, who are you getting second star to? You know what? I'm going to give it to Mark. Yeah. I'm going to give it to Mark. 16 yep. points, 12 rebounds, mm-hmm. 7 assists, 44 minutes. Yeah. I think... They needed that starting lineup to play well coming yeah. out. Yeah. And obviously, like, all eyes was on Mark. Like, Mark's so uh, important, yeah. man. He he's the nucleus. He's the nucleus, man. Like he's, the, like, he's he's the hub. He is the hub, especially he's defensively. Yeah. Right? Like, I, I thought, honestly, like, in this series, like, it makes more sense to play Surge. And, like, I think peak Surge does bring a lot. But, like, I think tonight, Mark, I mean, it's not even just the way he was closing out the rim and stuff like that. Because he's always been really good at that. But the energy and, like, the way he would sky towards, like, closing out on corner shooters and like the energy he showed yeah. it's i just don't think that well at least me personally i didn't think a 34 year old can do that and yeah. play this many minutes and tonight he proved this all wrong 
And it was, a, it was a huge bounce back game for him. Like, really, the subtext of this game was that Marcus Gasol went from being Chuck Hayes in game two to being <laughs> back to Marcus Gasol. And yeah. this is the Gasol we expected. No, if, if Kawhi saved the season in the second overtime, then Mark, like, gave them a chance to save the season in the first yeah. quarter. Yeah. And, and Giannis struggling so much is Kawhi plus Mark yeah. defensively. Yeah. Two defensive player years against one MVP. Like, yeah. it's a great battle. And then third star. Just uh, split it between Norman and Pascal. Yeah. I would give the slight edge to Pascal, yeah. ultimately. But uh, 9 of 18 from the field, 2 of 5 from deep. Um, you know, you got 11 rebounds. This is huge. I need to see Pascal <laughs> rebound the ball, man. Uh, three steals and that block at the end there, 25 points in uh, 51 minutes. I mean, the one thing with Pascal I will say is that he does need to do a better job of recognizing when the help is coming and not forcing shots because a lot of times if he misses, like – the Bucks are going the other way, and he, the the Raptors as a whole really need to take better shots. But like, especially Pascal, um, he needs to again identify just where the help defense is coming from, and that's not easy. It's a big adjustment for a guy that's still stage. learning to play basketball, man. Still learning to play basketball, but I mean, he 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 played a hell of a basketball game tonight. Um, Gerald Henderson tonight, George Hill. You want to go George Hill or yeah, Brogdon? Well, we, can, we can just forever give it to Brogdon. So Brogdon had 20 points tonight. Jesus. George Hill with 24. I didn't, know, 20, I didn't know George Hill had 24 points. points? We might need to check this Yo, box score what? for typos right now. Yeah, I did not wow. know George Hill got to 24 points. I know Brogdon. Like, Brogdon, like, seemingly, like, just never misses. I'm going to give it to Brogdon. Yeah, you wow. Think you think they're starting Brogdon next game? Um, you think that adjustment's coming? Everyone keeps talking about it. I mean, I, I mean, all I see is that he's outplayed Nikola Mirotic three games in a row. I think the only advantage to bring Brogdon off the bench is that, like, um, you know, you can have, like, well, you have him in a Ginobili style role, but I think defensively they need somebody to guard Kawhi when uh, Middleton's out. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't know. For, well, we if finally, I was me, we, <laughs> I would put my strongest lineup against the Raptors' strongest lineup. So I would yeah. put Brogdon. But we finally found an unlikable buck too in Meritich. You know, he, just, he has such like a Sid the Sloth face. Like, it's just, it's annoying watching When him. he drew that foul on that three-point shot when he wasn't even shooting. Yeah. I mean, he, Norm did close out real hard. You know but what? then smart, he, smart vet move, though. That was a vet move, Come man. I mean, smart vet move. No, Miritich is, is annoying. And, and, you know, I thought Miritich would, would hurt the Raptors more in, in, in this series. He just really hasn't. Like, he's gone on an offensive glass a couple of times, and that's been annoying. But overall, they've done a pretty good job against him. But. Man, I can't believe George Hill had 24 points. Yeah, this might be a That's typo. That's wild. He <laughs> <laughs> had 24 points? Yo, LeBron watches. Yo, seriously, LeBron must be seething, oh, man. Oh, LeBron is seething, man. With the, with the way Rodney Hood was going off in the second round, too. Yo, what's your... Yo. Come on. That's, that's what happens when you play with LeBron, though. <clears throat> Come on. Take note, Kawhi. Um, yeah, so Gerald Henderson, we'll give it to Brogdon. Uh, and George Hill, actually. They got to split that award. I mean, the two of them combining for 44 points is no, nuts. No, respects. Um, and then the Pat Patterson Award. Herbie Kuhn. Herbie, oh yeah, that's right, Herbie. <laughs> I wanted to be disrespectful and give it to Giannis, but I, I like Giannis too much. Although during the fourth quarter, I wouldn't say I, I don't want to repeat what I said, but I, I was not I was not particularly happy with Giannis. What was Giannis doing? What like you weren't happy about? Oh no, no, no! I was just like you know he got hit hard, and I'm just yeah I'm, I'm, I might have been a little bit happy. Oh yeah, no, I remember yeah. that. You I mean, can't he got up that. though. I, I love Giannis, man. There's nothing against Giannis. Drake was talking a lot of trash to Giannis, which uh, goes back to my thing. Let's just let you know. Where's Drake been at these days? He he came back like I don't I don't know if it was like a very nice tan. As he was heavily tanned. Yeah, he was yeah. he was into the game though. I mean, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, more than usual. I'm sure the broadcast was was showing him all the time. Yeah, like he he barely sat. What happened to Drake coming on the broadcast? Yeah, I, I kind of missed that. Him and Devlin have a good chemistry. 
Yeah, because Devlin laughs at everything he says. Yeah, no, him and Devlin are like cute together. Like it's yeah, it's a good chemistry. Yeah, I don't know. Gucci Man was in the building too, wearing a Giannis jersey. Yeah, they left the arena together. Yeah, they did. Yeah. We had the TMZ cams out. <laughs> no, for real. I, I just, I just, okay. I know this. I have to forget my glasses, so I have to go back to the elevator. I know area. this doesn't matter. Actually, yeah, I saw you walking towards him, and I was like, oh no, is Will doing? A no, 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 no. Is no, Will no, doing no. a rookie move and following him like out the tunnel? No, no, no. That, that's that's <laughs> only bullshit. Cabby's allowed to do that around here. Wow. Um. Yeah, I know this is not a big deal, but like, I am forever against Drake like trying to rile up the opposing yeah. players. Yeah. Like, let's not do that. No. No. Just have a good time. But he was like very aggressively like yeah. waving goodbye to Giannis and like good, 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 talking trash. Like, let's just leave it. Yeah. Anyways, raps in six. I'm back. Let's. All right, raps in six. <laughs> I mean, that'd be crazy. If the Raptors pull off three straight wins after this. I mean, I don't know how they would have to do it. What was that tweet you put out? Like, game one, Norm Powell has to have 35. Yeah, so Norm had to have 35 tonight. Yeah, it's Kawhi ni- 19 an- is basically 35. Yeah, you- Kawhi hits another buzzer beater, five bounces yeah. in so- game four. Sounds like, on- honestly, that's the only way I'm envisioning they win game four. Danny Green, 12 threes on the road in game five. <laughs> Danny is due for 12 threes. Danny, Daniel Danny might Marshall be due- Green. Yeah, and then Kyle, um, 50-point game, game six. <laughs> They're like, Yo, Kyle will never jumps- have a 30-point game Yo, again. He jumps on the scorer's table and goes, this is my city. In and Milwaukee, then, and then he co- <laughs> no game six, game six. It'll be oh, at home. That's right, that's right. Game that's six, home. and that's then right, he'll okay, and yeah. then he will shove Nick aside and coach the finals himself. Yo, he will out, be a player coach. Shout out Kyle Lowry for getting fouled out and then coaching the rest of the game. He was talking to Nick and yeah. giving him not not giving him instructions, maybe giving him suggestions. I'm telling you, during every timeout, every single Raptors fan would. This is no offense to Nick. Every single Raptors fan would rather Kyle Lowry coach the team. Kyle's a smart guy. He's a very smart guy. He's the smartest guy. And I think guy he knows this team very team. well. Yeah. And what they're out. trying to do. Yeah. So. Yeah. Guess that's it. Yeah, except the after timeout plays were on Nick, though. That was not on Kyle. <laughs> yeah. We'll we'll do we'll do an in-depth uh, evaluation of Nick when this is all done. Yeah. Yeah. Well, tonight they got the job done. Um, you know, everyone except Herbie. <laughs> Herbie. <laughs> Yo, we're really riding Herbie hard. I can't even look him in the eye next game. It's going to get awkward. Uh, do, do, should we uh, should we reveal that we got confused for the? Oh, you man. got confused for me again. Yeah. We won't, we won't, and, and, we won't and, name names. An though. unnamed national writer <laughs> came up to me in the media room and he was like, "You're Stephen LeBron, right?" <laughs> so, so I should I should have strung him on. So man. this year, so this year, I've been confused for you. Yeah. Once, and yeah. you've been confused for me once. Yeah. So, so we're, we need we're a tiebreaker. T- yeah. We, we, yeah. We need uh, Lee Jenkins to come through. With uh, the Clippers brass. Oh, he's not here. Yo, we need Lawrence Frank to come through and think that you're me <laughs> and just confront you. Because <laughs> all he does is search his name on Twitter and it's only me tweeting about him. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, we had, we, we had a good time tonight. This is good, man. We should go, we should go home. Uh, it's, yeah. it's real late. I'm sorry for interrupting your solo podcast. No, this routine. is great. No, this is great. I always, this is, it's always much easier when I only have to do half the talking. So, everyone. Thanks for listening. Go enjoy. What what is it this week? Victoria, Victoria Day. Day. Go enjoy Victoria Day. Go have your two fours or whatever. Go Hit up the patios. It. Patios the looking patio, nice. Patio, right you know, you know the, the fireworks or whatever. Yeah. Um, if you're gonna leave early for Tuesday's game, just give your ticket to someone else. Yeah, seriously. What are you doing leaving early? Like, uh, come on. Like, you. It's literally a long weekend. What are you this doing? Is, this if, is if not you're like rich a... enough to go to the game in the lower bowl. Why are you going to work on a holiday? There's no way. So. I don't even think we're being come too on. hard on these people. Like, no, you, you can't. How do could this. you leave a game like this? Like, don't. Well, they're not going to the office tomorrow, but don't go to the office on Tuesday and like brag about how you were at the game yeah, if yeah. you left like at the end of regulation. Yeah. Or maybe they were too stressed. 
Well, I'm saying my theory was that that I can't blame them. Actually. My theory this game is that was real stressful. My theory is that you know most of them wear jerseys over their dress shirts, and it's uncomfortable. <laughs> so after 48 yeah. minutes, you got to call it a wrap. Wow. All right, that does for the podcast. Thanks everyone for listening. Rate, review, subscribe, and uh, I'll be back. Actually, before Game Four, for a, uh, a a look at the series, and so. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Catch me then. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.